News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-Sakes, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On The Mark. I am Mark Hespin. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. you got to ask them about that complimentary lifetime, no fear, powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. I'll talk a little bit later on the show about what they're doing as tax time is fast approaching. I know it's uh, middle of uh, early February, uh, but tax time is on the horizon, and they're doing some great things over Cunis Honda Hyundai. This is episode 121 of On the Mark, and uh, what a fun show I have in store for all of you. Whether you're joining us on the Facebook Live, uh, On the Mark KHMO on Facebook, you can follow the show there. Whether you're joining us here on the terrestrial radio, 1070 AM on the dial is a broadcast from the uh, brand new KHMO studios, uh, live and local on this Saturday morning. Or maybe you're tuning in through the uh, KHMO app as well. Uh, you can uh, listen wherever uh, through the KHMO uh, mobile app, free to download. Uh, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin, M-A-R-K-H. E-S-P-E-N for more sports content from me uh, throughout the week. The show's uh, uh, Facebook page is a great place to follow us as well, On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. So, um, obviously, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Uh, but we have two weeks to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm lucky that the show is Saturday morning, so I have this week and next week to talk about the Super Bowl. So, kind of breaking up my Super Bowl discussions. This week... I'm going to focus on the larger legacy view of the Super Bowl, depending on if the Bengals win or if the Rams win. Next week's episode, a week from now, we'll be diving into the nitty-gritty, the X's and O's, the numbers of the Super Bowl, uh, predictions and all that stuff. Not going to give a prediction today. I may let you know where I'm leaning right now, what my gut says here on this Saturday morning, a week and a day away uh, from Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, so we'll get into uh, that type of legacy Super Bowl talk. Uh, later on in the show then, Tom Brady officially retires. Uh, thoughts on Brady, where his uh, where his career just lands in the pantheon of sports history. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit more about the larger transition the NFL is going through from a previous generation of all-time great quarterbacks to uh, what the NFL's future looks like at a quarterback position. Uh, Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, Brian Flores suing the NFL. Uh, uh, why the NBA Eastern and Western conferences are completely different right now. Uh, and then also the Washington football team is now the Washington Commanders. Some uh, thoughts on that to end the show as well. Lots to get to, so let's jump into it with Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Okay, Super Bowl 56 is officially set. The Cincinnati Bengals traveled from the heart of the Midwest all the way to Los Angeles to uh, the beautiful new SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this is, uh, you know, one of those things where I think 
we'll be able to look back on this really strange two-year period of Super Bowl history where uh, the Super Bowl had never been played for a home team before in the home stadium. Now we're getting two in a row uh, for the NFC with the Bucks last year and the Rams this year. Um, obviously, I think a little bit different. Uh, Los Angeles is such a transient town. Uh, the Rams, as you saw the past couple games uh, with the Niners, certainly didn't exactly have home field advantage uh, in playing against the Niners. Um, uh, you know, I think there's going to be a little bit of that. Obviously, I think the Rams fans, uh, the Super Bowls are always weird, too. I think the Rams fans will will dominate the Super Bowl uh, as far as stadium goes because the prices are just insane. Uh, but also, Super Bowls are, are weird. You know, so many of the boxes are bought out by corporations, uh, by, you know, extraordinarily rich folk uh, who are, are not exactly there to be loud and be cheering on the game. Your average, uh, you know, middle-aged, uh, you know, middle class family in Cincinnati, most likely not going to be filling up the stadium uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, so I, I don't exactly worry too much about like the home field advantage for the Rams, as we'll get into more of that kind of X's and O's talk. But I think it's something to, to think about. It's historically very, very unique and very, very odd uh, that we have this two years in a row. I want to focus on the legacy uh, aspect of the Super Bowl. Every Super Bowl leaves awake. It is that butterfly ripple effect, uh, the what ifs, you know, what if. Uh, Malcolm Butler doesn't intercept Russell Wilson. How does that affect Russell Wilson's career? How does that affect Tom Brady's career? What if uh, Tom Brady and the uh, and the and the Patriots, you know, they make that comeback and they don't lose to Nick Foles and the Eagles? There's all these what ifs. What if uh, the helmet catch doesn't happen? You know, what if um, what what if in the rain in Miami, Peyton Manning throws an extra interception and the Bears beat Peyton Manning and the Colts in 06? There's all of these uh, ripple effects with every Super Bowl. And uh, I want to try to break down uh, the predictions of, of the ripple effect. So let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. If the Cincinnati Bengals win Super Bowl 56, if we're talking on, on Valentine's Day, we're going live on the radio that your Super Bowl champions are Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, what is the ripple effect uh, for that? And I think it, it, it first and foremost starts Right away with Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow immediately becomes the NFL's next half a billion dollar quarterback. Uh, if the Cincinnati Bengals win this game, uh, Joe Burrow will be playing well in this game to win it. He'll have to move in the pocket. He'll have to make some plays with his feet. He will have to find his uh, his weapons at, at crucial moments, and they'll have to make big plays. Their defense will have to step up, obviously, at moments as well. But a lot of it will go to Joe Burrow. And say Joe Burrow is uh, your Super Bowl MVP. Uh, the Bengals win. Uh, he throws for a couple touchdowns, a couple hundred yards, has a couple big uh, third down, uh, the second down and long running uh, conversions with his left legs, Joe Burrow immediately becomes the NFL's next half a billion dollar quarterback. Uh, this is, it's so funny because, you know, all last off season, we spent talking about Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen uh, and Baker Mayfield and the, that group crop of quarterbacks that were all due for their, uh, their big uh, extensions after their rookie contract saying, Hey, if any one of these guys is able to win a Super Bowl, uh, to win an MVP and win a Super Bowl MVP, then they all have that right to claim what Patrick Mahomes did in getting that half a billion dollar contract for, you know, turning around their organization, being 
young leaders. And Joe Burrow is now the one uh, who's put himself in that position in year two, a lot like Patrick Mahomes did. I mean, the stories are eerily similar. Now, obviously, Mahomes sat his whole rookie year uh, and then explodes onto the scene, gets the MVP in his second year, loses the AFC Championship game by his third year is winning the Super Bowl. Uh, and the, the rest is now written, you know, obvious, you know, unfolding history before our eyes. Joe Burrow, rookie year, injured, second year. Can he lead the Bengals uh, to a Super Bowl victory? I think Joe Burr and his agent will be the the lucky the uh, the happiest people on Valentine's Day in America because they set themselves up uh, for Cincinnati uh, to basically have to throw the bank at him. They don't have to do it right away, but the negotiations can begin, and that and that, and that can be exact starting point. The Patrick Mahomes contract will be the starting point for Joe Burrow if he wins the Super Bowl. If he doesn't win the Super Bowl, doesn't mean that he still doesn't deserve a ton of money for what he's done in Cincinnati already in his young career. But you're talking about the Patrick Mahomes type money. Someone who is in that half a billion dollar ballpark. Joe Burrow is on the precipice of that. Uh, depending on what he could do with a Super Bowl win. Obviously it affects Cincinnati in a bunch of other ways. Uh, the Jamar Chases of the world. The T. Higgins of the world. Cincinnati becomes this young, energetic um, uh, team with such a great core that I think will start to attract other players, people will feel the gravity of that uh, in throughout the AFC. And let's be honest, Cincinnati's not a, a free agent destination, but if you are a, a veteran uh, or a or an up and coming young player who's looking to win games and become a part of something, Cincinnati immediately throws themselves right into the discussion with. Kansas City, uh, ahead of Buffalo, I think ahead of Baltimore, uh, and, and then you, you could rival, you know, anything that the LA teams are doing, uh, or, or, or even a, a Vegas as well. It's not a free agent destination, but neither is Kansas City, neither is Buffalo, neither is Baltimore, uh, but, if they can win on the level, win a Super Bowl like Kansas City, it immediately becomes a place like we've seen with Kansas City over the past couple of years. Hey, guys, if you're a veteran looking to maybe take a little bit of less money and become a part of something really unique, Cincinnati puts themselves immediately in that place. So it's a huge, huge deal uh, for Cincinnati. Also, uh, it would be the first Super Bowl win for Cincinnati in their, in their franchise. That obviously means a lot. It, it becomes every one of those players becomes a legend in that town. And uh, Joe Burrow winning one Super Bowl in Cincinnati, to me, is uh, is so much more impressive than, you know, uh, so many other quarterbacks with their one Super Bowl win. You know what I mean? Like Big Ben doing two with, with Pittsburgh. Uh, you almost have to say two in Pittsburgh is equal to one in Cincinnati. Uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, two with the New, with the New York Giants is equal to one in Cincinnati uh, with Eli Manning. It, it it is a it's a monumental thing. It's a lot like Russell Wilson's one in Seattle for a franchise that just had no history. It's, it, the best way to compare it honestly is Drew Brees and the one in New Orleans, uh, one in Cincinnati, very equal. I mean, these are franchises that had such a, a, a poor history going into before their arrival. Uh, it, that is the best way to compare it. It's 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 equal to legend status. And if Joe Burrow never wins another, um, we won't criticize him like we would criticize an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes, um, uh, you know, or even Peyton Manning getting criticized just b- because Joe Burrow doing it in such a legendary status of doing it with a bad organization, it buys you that extra goodwill. So there's a lot on the line for Cincinnati. 
and and the and the landscape of the NFL changes. The AFC becomes this wild west now of who's on top. It's no longer just everyone looking up at Kansas City. Cincinnati wins. It is a uh, it, it is a free, you know a much more le- level playing field free for all. You have Cincinnati, you have Kansas City, Buffalo is still right there. Uh, where is a healthy Baltimore figure into all this? Um, the rising uh, uh, you know uh, West Coast team with the, with the Chargers. It's a lot of interesting storylines. If Cincinnati wins, uh, let's put it on the flip side. If the Rams win, I think it's much simpler, and I think it's much more cut and dry. Uh, it immediately vaults players like Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller uh, into another level of defensive players and what you talked about with them historically. Vaughn Miller is the Super Bowl MVP. He's got a Super Bowl ring. Vaughn Miller, his Hall of Fame career is, is so set in stone. For him to make a big play in the Super Bowl, if he gets a sack... Helps the Rams, uh, you know, lead a, a dominating defensive performance, uh, you know, a strip fumble, uh, a big fumble recovery, a big third down sack. Um, it, it elevates Vaughn Miller to that next level of defensive legend. Maybe it's not, you know, certainly Lawrence Taylor level, but it makes his, his Hall of Fame resume that extra that much more special. Yeah, J.J. Watt may have more defense player of the year awards and maybe better stats, but you say to yourself, Vaughn Miller was a crucial part. I mean, he was the leader of one of the greatest defensive runs in NFL history in a Super Bowl MVP and then was a crucial part to a second Super Bowl victory for an, uh, a really unique special defensive unit. I mean, it puts him on in, in that echelon of like in a lot of ways kind of like an Elon Eli Manning type of career where it's like listen I yeah maybe overall it's not the numbers of a uh, of a Drew Brees but the two Super Bowls uh he was such an integral part of uh I think it you know changes of on Miller's legacy for Aaron Donald again it puts him then in with Aaron Donald with one Super Bowl victory especially if he could be the Super Bowl MVP it puts Aaron Donald in that Lawrence Taylor Reggie White conversation. It really does because he's got the hardware. He's got the numbers. He's got the dominant regular seasons. And if he's able to cap off a Super Bowl victory and be a crucial part of it in his prime like he is, I mean, Aaron Donald, you're talking then about top five greatest defensive player of all time. You can't question it. Vaughn Miller, it gets him into that conversation of like, you know, 10 through 15 and, you know, gives him more weight over guys who have better numbers. For Aaron Donald, it puts him in that, no, he's a top five defensive player of all time and you can't really question it. Jalen Ramsey, similarly, it helps elevate his status to like that of a Richard Sherman, part of that Legion of Boom. You get that Super Bowl title and pads a, a resume that is building towards a Hall of Fame career. Um, obviously, for Matt Stafford, it is it is his ticket to the Hall of Fame. And it's as simple as that. Matt Stafford, it will have the numbers. Matt Stafford has the respect of the league. Uh, in a lot of similar ways to like a Philip Rivers uh, in his Hall of Fame career, but him getting to a Super Bowl is great. But him winning a Super Bowl, I mean, it is then uh, lock. I would say lock, you know, and key throw away at the key. Uh, he will be a, a, a Hall of Famer. I think there's a case to be made for Matt Stafford to be a Hall of Famer, anyways. But this is, I mean, this is Hall of Fame. Lock it up, you know. No, no more need to discuss it. When he retires, he's a Hall of Famer. If he wins it out, he could retire after the game, and he'd be like, that Matt Stafford Hall of Famer. He was brought in to do something and elevate the Rams team, 
And he absolutely did it. So a lot on the line for the veterans and the star players uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. You know, it's so different from the Bengals because they're all so young. You know, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Mixon, Zach Taylor. They, I mean, they have such long careers ahead of them. Sean McVay is the young guy for the Rams. And I think what it does for Sean McVay, obviously, it puts him right into that discussion then for um, – one of the, you know, a Jimmy Johnson type of guy. Like, where, what is the ceiling now for his career? He's doing this winning at such an early part of his career, a lot like Bill Belichick did, you know, uh, it, it, right away when he gets to New England after being fired with uh, Cleveland and, and the debacle with the Jets, starts winning right away early in his career for Sean McVay. Two Super Bowl appearances, one and one. Um, it, it changes the dynamic of, of how we'll have to start putting him in his perspective, depending on the longevity of his career. Um, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing to look at for Sean McVay. And I think it immediately vaults him ahead of everyone else. You know, we talk all the time about quarterbacks. Like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I would take Patrick Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers, even if you maybe argue that Rodgers is more talented, because I get 10 years of Patrick Mahomes versus maybe three more years of Rodgers. McVay's now in the same way. He'd say, all right, well, maybe I still think Andy Reid's a better head coach right now and Bill Belichick's a better head coach right now. But you would have to put Sean McVay over the Kyle Shanahan's, over uh, his peers, the younger group of up-and-coming coaches. I think a lot of people already do that, but it would cement uh, that he belongs there. It's a fascinating look at. I think personally, right now, the legacy talk, it means a lot more to the Rams. The, the Bengals are so young. Joe Burrow is so young at the beginning of his career. Uh, there's so much more time for him to write his legacy. Uh, for the Rams players, Donald, Vaughn Miller, Matt Stafford, I mean, this is crucial for them. This is this is really, really crucial. Uh, we saw it with Aaron Donald a couple of years ago when he was just beginning this incredible run, getting to that Super Bowl and losing to the Patriots. Oh, well, you know, that feeling of we'll be back. It's been really hard for them to get back, and it, it took bringing in Matt Stafford and going to chips all in with OBJ and all these other pieces. Um, so I think it's it's a more crucial legacy moment for the Rams, but it's huge, and the ripple effects are huge on both sides of football. Next week... We will talk about X's and O's, my thoughts on the game, make a prediction. I'll say right now, my gut leans towards the Rams, and I think it's what a lot of people feel, and I, and I think we all should feel this way. I don't think it's silly for a bunch of people who love the NFL, who watch the NFL a ton, even the average fan to go, I've seen the Bengals offensive line, and I've seen the Rams defensive line, and I really like that matchup in favor of the Rams. And in so many times in these Super Bowls, what do you see? The basics win because of all the extra external things going on and the pressure. Who dominates the line of scrimmage? Right now, it, it just leans towards the, uh, to the, to the Los Angeles Rams. Them being home a little bit feel that way as well. Full prediction, full breakdown of the X's and O's of the game, the numbers, the bets I like. On next week's show. You'll sign on the mark. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. When we come back, 
We're going to dive into Tom Brady talk. He's officially retired. Thoughts on Tom Brady, where he lands in the pantheon of sports greats. Um, I think it's pretty obvious. I don't think there's much of a discussion about it, but I'll give my thoughts on it. We're live and local uh, in our brand new KHMO studio. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. From Washington. laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna, from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them. Mark Sencha. Uh, check out what they're doing, the tax time deals, bringing your W-2s. They will do your taxes for you in the dealership. They will then get that refund put on a card for you to use right away towards a down payment of vehicle. It's so special what they're doing over at Cunis Honda Hyundai. I think that uh, I think that you need to uh, if you if you're driving around in a beat up vehicle and you saw that snow on the ground, you need to do yourself the favor. Stop by Cunis Honda Hyundai, shop CunisQuincy.com, and uh, tell them Mark sent you. You're not going to be disappointed. Um, yeah, to put a little cap on the legacy talk before we go into go into uh, Hespa headline number two, I do think it's important as as my uh, uh, one of my listeners is commenting here on the Facebook Live. I, I agree, Phil. I think this part of it is. You know, for a guy like Joe Burrow, it's easy to say, hey, you have so much in front of you, right? Um, but, the you know, the pressure is equally on all these guys. If you find yourself in the big game, if you find yourself in the Super Bowl, it is equally as meaningful. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie or a 15, 16-year veteran. It can be absolutely legacy-defining. I mean, world-changing, the Super Bowl can be for these guys. You know, you talk about the Dan Marinos, Peyton Manning getting to one, finally getting to one, you know, in the early, you know, entering his prime of his career in 06. They go, oh, well, Peyton's going to be a bunch more of these. It really can um, just change everything. And for, I mean, we look at it. Look at look at Aaron Rodgers. He won that one early. And it's taken almost a decade for the media and people and fans to start being now critical of Aaron Rodgers of like, he should be winning more. Like, why is he not winning more? So for Joe Burrow, he he, he has that same thing ahead of him. He, he has a chance to say, dude, you got a decade now. If you're able to win one, a decade of just buying yourself goodwill to the press and and goodwill for uh for the you know that next huge chunk of your career. Ben Roethlisberger, same thing. By the time he went to that he won that second Super Bowl, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't really done anything in the last 10 years. But 
when have we been that critical of Big Ben? Because, well, no, he's got the Super Bowl rings. I mean, it is. Same with Russell Wilson. He's bought himself so much goodwill coming up now on a 10-year anniversary of him winning that Super Bowl. And now the pressure's starting to get on Russell. Like, all right, Russ, like, what are we doing in Seattle here? Why aren't we winning more? Like, it, it buys you so much time. And for the older players, like a staffer and everything, it can now you can now ride off into that last part of your career with, well, he got his Super Bowl. The pressure's totally off. They're totally off for them. It's a, it's a unique uh, way to look at the, the Super Bowl. is just so career-changing no matter what point of your career you're in. All right, um, uh, let's move on. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Tom Brady officially retires, and, uh, you know, my thoughts on it are, are honestly pretty simple. And, uh, and I don't think this is world-changing, and I don't think anyone um, is going to think this is a hot take uh, because I just don't think you can have a hot take with Tom Brady at this point in time. There is nothing you can say about Tom Brady, and it's a hot take, unless you're trying to convince me that Tom Brady is actually not a top five quarterback of all time. First of all, hey, don't listen to that person in sports media. They're an idiot. They're an absolute idiot, and they're trying to get clicks and trying to be ridiculous. Tom, the only bad takes you to have on Tom Brady are, are things like that, where you're 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 actively trying to downplay the greatness of Tom Brady. You can tell me that Tom Brady is the greatest single athlete of all time. I don't think that's a hot take in being too much in love with Tom Brady. I, I think you can make the argument for that. In my opinion, I'm not going to be as I'm not going to be as. Uh, Praise heaping is that Tom Brady? It's as, it's simple. I know Mike Greenberg tweeted out right away, and it and it's it is as simple as this. To me, Tom Brady represents the NFL on the Mount Rushmore of the American, the four major American sports. He represents the NFL. I, you know, you can make the argument for Jim Brown. Maybe make the argument for Jerry Rice. Uh, I think it's I think it's Tom Brady. Uh, I think it's pretty easy. His career and what he did over the span of the way the NFL changed in his career is just incredible. And I think Tom did officially beat time. I think they cut to a point in time where Tom Brady could have easily played another two years at this level or a slight decline from this level. And and who knows? I mean, they're just – it gets to the point where I think I think Tom looked in the mirror and thought, I, I'm just not declining. And now I'm at real risk of missing crucial years of my family's development. I mean, it's a little easier when the kids are like three, four, and five. But now it's like, no, no, your kids are like 12, 10, and 9, where it's like they're getting into sports. They're getting into music. They're getting into art. They're like – you, you start thinking to yourself, well, well, no crap. I'm actually missing now the crucial things as a dad where it's like, I, sorry, I can't be at your football game because I'm still out here trying to win Super Bowls. I think that played a huge part of it. I think he actually did beat time in that way. Eventually, Tom Brady, if he would have been trying to play at 52 years old, would have looked bad. I mean, let's not be stupid. But I think as far as just this window of like – exhaustion of like, it's not happening. The decline is so minuscule year after year. I saw a video on Twitter that was so mind-blowing. It was Tom Brady throwing a deep ball, 50-yard touchdown pass to, to Randy Moss back in 2009, and Tom Brady throwing his last touchdown pass to Mike Evans in this playoff game in 2021, and they looked identical. I mean, you go search for it yourself. It looked identical. That's insane. 
that is absolutely insane. And 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 that is to me Tom beating time in the sense that the decline is so minuscule that it would have taken another six, seven years before we would have said, dude, you need to hang it up. Like, you really need to quit. Tom Brady could still be winning games, could still be competing in the playoffs. But I think Tom Brady just mentally was like, how much longer I can do this? I've been in the NFL for literally half my life, 20, 44 or 22 years. Half my life, like, I can't just keep doing this. I have to do other things. It's like he's getting bored, and I don't blame him. Tom Brady represents the NFL in the pantheon of sports. I don't think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be close for a long time. And I, and I, well, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to challenge the rest of sports mania. Over the next 20 years, unless one of these young up-and-comers gets to three Super Bowls and three Super Bowl MVPs, Let's not throw in the discussion, are they challenging Brady for the GOAT? As soon as someone gets to, like, Joe Montana's numbers, then we can start having the discussion about where they rank second all time. You know what I mean? Like, let's stop having the discussion about are they going to be close to Brady? Because it's just, it's not, no one is anywhere close. No one is even in the same ballpark. It's not even like LeBron and MJ. LeBron deserves to be in the discussion for clearly the second greatest player of all time and a and a and a giant leap above third place. And he's so far between third and second that it's like, all right, well, could you make the argument for Jordan to be number one uh, from uh, for him to be in the discussion with Jordan? You absolutely could. Jordan's still the greatest. But you can make the discussion that LeBron deserves to be there. Right now, there is no one in NFL history that you can make that you can make that argument for to be in the discussion with Tom Brady. There's just not. He's he is the NFL representation on the Mount Rushmore of sports, along with, in my opinion, Wayne Gretzky for the NHL, Michael Jordan for the NBA. And in baseball, I'd put Hank Aaron. Maybe some people would put Babe Ruth. You know, Willie Mays, uh, you know, baseball's a little bit tougher. The stats are a little bit different. You know what I mean? And you had to play, you know, the the position, you know, the pitchers. You, you know, there's a lot you could do. Um, I'll let someone else figure that out and, and have that discussion for another day. But for these young quarterbacks, and we'll talk about them here in the next segment, they all, honestly, you have got to get to at least through, through – I'm going to make this absolutely clear – as soon as a quarterback right now, from here on this point on, has is on third Super Bowl and third Super Bowl MVP, then I'll start entertaining the discussion of where they fit with Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, and the rest of that group of other guys, and maybe battling for second of all time. But until we get to that point, they shouldn't even sniff those discussions, and they should not even Brady should not be in the same sense of them. Take him out of it. You almost have to remove him from the equation because he's so far and away um, uh, ahead of ahead of everyone else. And, and that's just his numbers. I don't even want, you don't even have to get into him. The numbers are there, and someone may eventually pass some of the numbers. But the Super Bowl wins, the Super Bowl appearances, um, it, it it's just crazy. It's just special. 
special. Uh, thank you for the football, Tom. I never thought I would say that. A decade ago, I hated LeBron and I hated Tom. And now I sit here a decade later in my early 30s and I respect the heck out of both of them. And I think they're both um, two of the greatest of all time. Uh, he had, yeah, he has more Super Bowl wins than any other franchise. Uh, it's insane. You, you cannot compete with it. All right, when we come back, um, we are going to jump into this old group of quarterbacks is now all retired. We have this fresh group of six young quarterbacks and uh, that are current, and uh, we'll kind of rank them both and kind of make the comparisons, and uh, we'll go from there. It's going to have a little bit of fun, a little bit of projection, a little bit of looking back, memory lane stuff. We're live and local in uh, KHMO's brand-new studio. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070, KHMO and the KHMO app. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they are generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, they can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay, gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays, so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth, so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew, difficult to keep them all clean, and misalign your teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination. If your wisdom teeth do need to be removed, the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal post-operative pain and swelling. Remember, pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. It's one thing to be aware of breast cancer. It's another to do something about it. Here's to the heroes who are making a difference, who get out there and take action, who prove every day that they are so much more than a color. Here's to the people who are more than pink. Act. Donate. Get involved at Komen.org slash more than pink. Forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Sunny skies and calm today with highs around 29. Winds out of the south, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Lows level off around 20 tonight, mainly clear skies. Highs level off around 36 tomorrow, partly cloudy. Right now, 10. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family giving back, that's Cunis Honda. Tell them Mark sent you. Shop online, CunisQuincy.com. That's where I found my vehicle from Cunis. Again, it's their giant network of dealers. That's what separates Cunis from everyone else, the network of dealers. Uh, they can get you the car you're looking for to the Quincy location in 24 hours. It's so special what Cunis can do uh, with their network of dealers. No one else in the area can offer uh, what Cunis can with their online shopping. CunisQuincy.com or just stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. 
So I want to I, I want to do something here, and it's mainly just because it's so obvious and it's so cool to me as an NFL fan. Uh, in the last five years, we have lost now in retirement Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Big Ben, Eli Manning, and Philip Rivers. Um, all quarterbacks, which I think are Hall of Famers, all quarterbacks, which I think um, had such unique careers, and they battled each other all the different points in time for for years. I mean, Rivers trying to battle through Manning and Brady and Big Ben to get to the Super Bowls. Big Ben having to battle through uh, Manning and Brady to break through in the Super Bowls. Uh, you had, uh, you know, he had, remember, he beat Aaron Rodgers uh, in a Super Bowl. Uh, you had, um, you have uh, Eli Manning in those two incredible runs. He happens to go up against the greatest of all time and get his two. Peyton Manning having to break through Tom. And Peyton actually has, if you look at it, Playoff records against Tom Brady. Uh, Peyton Manning is the only one that has a slightly good-looking record besides his brother Eli. Um, and and uh, and what he had to battle through in the AFC uh, to break through all those years. Um, Drew Brees beating Peyton Manning and uh, and stamping himself again, doing what we talked about Joe Burrow has a chance to do with a, a historically bad and losing franchise, uh, bringing them a culture of winning and a Super Bowl title. So I want to I'm going to rank all six of their careers, and again I think it's so the six of them are so unique in this way, and we were so uh, blessed as fans of the NFL over the last 22 years to get all six of these guys. Um, obviously, Brady's number one. Brady, you don't have to go just say anything further. Uh, Peyton Manning is number two, and, I, and I've said it before, Peyton Manning is the second greatest quarterback, in my opinion, of all time. Um, I put him slightly ahead of Joe Montana because I think Tom, Peyton Manning, in um, uh, his skills are so transferable, his brain is so transferable, um, Joe Montana, Joe Cool was surrounded uh, by is such unique coaching talent ahead of its time and such unique talent at the wide receiver position and Jerry Rice we've never seen before. Um, I think uh, I think you go Peyton Manning to I would then put Drew Brees three ahead of Big Ben, even though he's only got the one Super Bowl. I think with Drew Brees one Super Bowl. Uh, equals out Big Ben's two, especially that first one for Big Ben where uh, it's a lot like Russell Wilson's Super Bowl where it's like, okay, you handed the ball off and you, you had a great defense and you didn't turn it over. Um, Big Ben, I don't think, should get knocked for winning two Super Bowls, but I think the Super Bowl should be put into perspective. Drew Brees overall, in my opinion, was a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. Big Ben, I would go rank four. Ahead of Eli Manning, who I'd put five. Uh, ahead of Philip Rivers, which I'd rank six. Philip Rivers, I think you could argue, um, is equally as talented. I think Drew Brees and Big Ben are equally talented. Drew Brees a little bit more so than Big Ben. Um, but Philip Rivers belongs kind of in that conversation. Um, certainly ahead of Eli Manning talent-wise. But Eli has what, in a lot of ways, you're seeing from Joe Burrow. In the moments at its brightest, and the lights are the uh, are at its brightest, and it is huge moments. Absolute ice water in his veins. Eli Manning at noon on a Sunday against the Eagles in you know in 2012. Eh. Eli Manning in the Super Bowl in the playoff games in Lambeau Field. You know he was Joe Montana. He was Joe Cool. He was Terry Bradshaw. Just rose to the occasion. So uh, of those six quarterbacks in that order, I think they're all Hall of Famers. 
I think all of them are first ballot Hall of Famers except for Philip Rivers. I, I think if you don't win a Super Bowl, um, again, I've made this whole I made this whole argument when Philip Rivers retired. We don't need to rehash this, but I, I will just put it in perspective. If you're a new listener and you didn't hear that, you don't remember Philip Rivers. I think is the is the now line of demarcation for super for Hall of Famers. You have to have Rivers numbers or better to be a Hall of Famer. He is the bottom of the barrel of just numbers guys. Now, if you win three Super Bowls and have crap numbers because you retire early, you know if if if, if Andrew Luck would have won two Super Bowls and then retired with his numbers, he's still in because what he did in that short amount of time. You have to have, to have multiple Super Bowls or, or a Super Bowl, and then Philip Rivers is the line of just stats, no Super Bowls. He's the line. I think Philip Rivers should be a second or third ballot Hall of Famer. He should eventually get in. Uh, I think he was an integral part of moving the game forward to what it is today in this passing league and in this era playing against all-time greats. I think you have to put a little bit in perspective. So I'd rank Brady 1, Peyton 2, Breeze 3, Big Ben 4, Eli 5, Rivers 6. All of them, though, Hall of Famers, in my opinion. Um, And now you have this young group of quarterbacks. It's very exciting, right? Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Kyler Murray. Um, obviously, this is all projection, right? Right now, I would argue they are the six up-and-coming quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Matt Ryan, uh, they're in a, a separate category. All still very good, but older, and uh, their careers are more legacies are set uh, already in a lot of ways. These younger quarterbacks are writing their legacy. And Mahomes is another year away from being out of this group as well. Mahomes, you could start to argue, was in that Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, where it's like, all right, his legacy his, you know, is already kind of you know cemented in certain ways. Um, I would personally, right now, if I'm looking at those six names, rank them as who do I want leading my franchise. If I just had to choose, I would go Mahomes. One, Allen two, Joe Burrow three, Justin Herbert four, Lamar Jackson five, Kyler Murray six. I put Lamar ahead of Kyler because Lamar, I think, is just a leader and is just someone in the locker room. We've seen his team responds to him in a very different way than Kyler Murray's team responds to him. I thought there was a lot of bad body language from Kyler Murray at the end of the year. A little Aaron Rodgers-y, kind of flippant, not a rah-rah guy, not someone that uh, all the talent in the world, but not someone that... It seemed that the team rallied around him. Lamar Jackson, for his faults and now his injury concerns, is so unique, so electric, and the hardest working guy in the room. And you get the sense that people would like, no, no, I'd run through a brick wall for Lamar Jackson. I think that matters a lot. Justin Herbert, I'd put ahead of the both of them. The raw talent is just something that you cannot ignore. And uh, Justin Herbert's trajectory, especially with the modern NFL and where it's going, uh, it's just huge. But I think Justin Herbert has to play back seat now to Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow just being a – yeah, the talent is not on the same scale as Justin Herbert. But Joe Burrow has Joe Montana. He has Joe Namath. He has these indefinable qualities that right now you just have to say to yourself, I want that. I want what that guy has if I'm trying to build a team and a franchise. The only reason I'd put Allen ahead of Burrow is because Allen has that as well. Only Allen is 6'6", 
with the biggest arm in the NFL and is mobile like we've never seen a mobile quarterback before. Uh, he's mobile like Cam Newton, only not as physical. You know, he is like a he's like a gazelle. Cam Newton was like a uh, was like a you know a, a, a Ford F one fifty. Like a Ford Raptor, you know what I mean? Like there's speed, but it's still about brute force and power and running over guys. Josh Allen is is it's just other other alien esque, and then Mahomes deserves to still be number one. Listen, losing an AFC Championship game to a guy who's got ice in his veins that's on a historic run, I, I'm not going to fault you know Mahomes too hard on that. He finally had a had a not so great game in a big moment. In year five, after being an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and playing in in, uh, in two Super Bowls, like I'm not going to fault him too hard for having a, a bad AFC Championship second half. Uh, but Mahomes now, I think he there is a pressure of like, hey, if you want to start to really build this career to be in the Joe Montana, Peyton Manning conversation for second greatest quarterback of all time, I need to start seeing now. You know you're, that the the expectations are that much higher. Uh, so if I if I'm building around a young quarterback in the NFL right now, those are the six that I would look towards, and I would rank them: Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Murray. I would uh, be very happy with any of them. Murray's the guy that could quickly fall out of this and be replaced by a Justin Fields, a Trevor Lawrence, a Zach Wilson, um, uh, you know, uh, Mac Jones, if their careers take the step like a Joe Burrow did in a year two. Murray's the guy who's who's a little bit hanging on by a thread, mainly because I, I just think there's some leadership issues there, and I think there are some limitations for his game. Uh, quick break. When we come back, a couple quick hitter subjects to wrap up the show. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Some wisdom teeth can become impacted, which can lead to cysts, tooth decay, and gum disease. Wisdom teeth can cause crowding, painfully damaging adjacent teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination at myoms.org. We are Hometown News Talk, 1070 KHMO. All right, I only got three minutes left. It's on the mark, brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith Family Giving Back, that's Kunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. I want to get on a couple of these quick hitter uh, subjects. Now, I'm saving, I saved the Brian Flores for a quick hitter because I feel very strongly about this and everything that Brian Flores is doing, I give him all the credit in the world for taking this head on. The text messages are proof enough that the Giants definitely – listen, I'm not going to sit here and just say they they made racist decisions, but they clearly had their mind made up before interviewing people, and then it it's a bad look when it's like, well, now we got to interview Brian Flores and the Rooney rules in place. I think the NFL has some real struggles with that. Um, I don't know about the John Elway and the being drunk and all that. I will say this overall with Brian Flores. If he's absolutely correct about Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins owner trying to offer him money to throw games, he, my, the Miami Dolphins and the NFL, they Stephen Ross cannot be an owner anymore. That is the type of stuff that can kill the NFL and any sport. 
if your owners are doing that and it comes out that that is practice, that kills your sport. Because then you say asterisks is all around. They need to get to the bottom of that and they need to figure that out. Um, when we know more and we start to get real results on what's going on with these investigations, I will talk about this in the offseason 100%. And I support Brian Flores right now for diving into this head first, and, and uh, uh, it's not going to be an easy road for sure. Um, Doug Peterson, head coach in Jacksonville. I like this move for Jacksonville. They need stability. They need someone to come in there and, and just say, hey, listen. Let's try it and build something. I, I've done it. I know what it's supposed to look like. And the AFC South is, you know, what are the Colts doing at quarterback? The Titans uh, are good, but they're, they, you know, sound, they kind of flounder under pressure. Uh, they're limited at quarterback. So I think the AFC South is a little bit there for the taking. Obviously, the Texans are a mess. Um, I think it's great for Trevor Lawrence, and they need to focus around Trevor Lawrence. Um, really quickly, the Washington Commanders, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll just put it this way. I'm glad I don't root for the Washington Commanders. I think it's a little underwhelming. I would have gone with the Presidents, the Red Hogs, the Red Tails, the Red Hawks, something with red in it. That's just me. And then finally, the Eastern Conference in the NBA right now is such a mess. Brooklyn's falling off. You have, you have uh, Miami, Chicago, Milwaukee, 76ers. A lot of teams could win the East. A lot of teams could win the East. In the West, it's completely different. It's two teams, Golden State and the Phoenix Suns. We'll see you next week. It's on the mark on News Talk. Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. Hi, I'm Megan Hoffer.